This is Friday Night Frights, brought to you by Starburst Magazine. Hello and welcome to Friday Night Frights, the weekly horror podcast from Starburst Magazine. I'm John Tolson and my guest tonight is Dark Skies producer Jason Blum. Hey, we got people coming over in five. Get your butt home. An epic game of modern warfare. Yeah, that's what save buttons are for, pal. Since its launch in 2000, Blumhouse Productions has produced more than 30 feature films, including the highly profitable Paranormal Activity franchise, Insidious, Sinister and now Dark Skies. Producer and Blumhouse founder Jason Blum operates a European model of production, which is director-driven, and his work with the likes of Scott Derrickson, James Wan and Brian Bertino to produce some of the most interesting and financially successful mainstream horror films in recent years. I spoke to Blum about this approach to low-budget, high-profit horror that's made him one of the most successful producers currently working in Hollywood. I recently spoke to Scott Derrickson about making Sinister and he told me a little bit about your business model um, for producing low-budget films for uh, wide release. And I just wondered if you could tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, happy to. It's a very, uh, it's a very, it's actually a very European system. It's it's auteur filmmaking, except that we, we we all, we set out to produce you know very commercial very commercial material usually horror movies but really we we get a, a very limited amount of money for the movies and in exchange for not spending too much I get total total creative all the creative freedom and I pass it on to the directors and so the directors really have complete creative control over the movies so whether it was Scott Derrickson or Scott Stewart they they choose who's in the movie, they have final cut, they, they make all the decisions themselves, and we advise them along the way, and we give them ideas along the way, but it's their choice whether or not to take the ideas or not. And, um, and it's a really fun way to make movies, and we get to take risks. I always tell the directors to do things they wouldn't ordinarily do, because the, the, there, aren't, there, aren't, there aren't, there's certain limitations, but there are a lot of advantages for working inexpensively and one is that you can kind of do different things and so that that that's 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 kind of that's the broad strokes of our business model sure okay well just taking scott stewart then as an example of what you're saying about supporting the kind of auteur model of making films uh, as long as they are kind of commercially viable commercially have a you know chance of a good success there so how did how did scott approach you to make uh, dark skies, could you take us through the kind of process that a director would go through um, when they come to Blumhouse? Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to do that. So he, uh, he, for I admired his movie, so I think I actually reached out to him. We had a oh, meeting right. in uh, in our office, and we had a meeting in our offices, and I asked him what what he was thinking about next, and um, and he uh, he pitched me the movie. And he, the first time he pitched the movie, he pitched the movie as a found footage movie, like like Paranormal Activity. 
And I really responded to it. I thought it was a great story, and I liked. Uh, I love. Uh, I love. There's a great tradition of kind of scary alien movies, and so mm. I thought. And we haven't seen one. We haven't seen one in a while, and so I thought that would be uh, that'd be a fun movie to work on. And the one suggestion I made to him was that um, he shoot it in a, in a traditional in a traditional way, like like Insidious or Sinister, and not not do it found footage. Um, uh, for reasons I could go into if you're interested, but but just to just to answer your question, um, and he he thought that was a good idea, so he he made that change. But basically, he wrote a script very very close to what he pitched us, and we um and we were you know shooting it within I think very soon six to eight months after that I think after that we were we were shooting the movie, and uh, and again we we supported him along the way. Josh Hamilton, for instance, who stars in the movie, is in. He's an old friend of mine. I, I produced theater in New York 20 years ago, and uh, he was in my theater company. So I introduced Josh to Scott, but but ultimately, obviously, it was Scott's choice, and and uh, and that's kind of how it went along. And we we uh, we shot the movie in the late summer, and um, and, uh, and 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 here it is. They go they go when there's just one person at the helm making the decisions. The process also. Compared to our system, your system is a little more efficient. But compared to mm. our system, the process also goes a little goes a little more quickly. Well, thanks, thanks for that. Just going back to what you were saying about the found footage genre and you um, persuading Scott to to film it in a more traditional manner. Would you care to comment on on the found footage genre? Do you think that it may have run its course by now? I think there's there'll always be a place for found footage movies, but but my my feeling about it is that unless it's really you really almost can't tell the story in any other way, it's better it it's better not to, to do it as a I think found footage causes brings up more problems than it uh than mm. it solves, and I think the audience generally, you know, people prefer not to look at found footage movies. I think there's still room for them when there's no other way to tell a story. But if you can tell a story one way or the other, I always encourage filmmakers to do it more more traditionally, if that, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Well, lo- looking at the films that you've produced in terms of the horror films, there, there do seem to be often all variations on the haunted house theme. Uh, I would imagine that there are certain budgetary and scheduling kind of ad- advantages to having shooting around one location, having a limited cast, or uh, etc. But uh, are there any other things that sort of have drawn you to this particular theme of the haunted house? Um, a lot of the films also have kind of wider themes of sort of the anxieties of everyday life, and um, is it is it a, a subgenre that you feel personally? interested in yeah i don't i wouldn't yes i i would say that that what i i'm really what i love about the movies is that um is 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 the the emotional stories Mm. every movie that we do i i I hope to think there's there's a there's a a theme in sinister the theme is you know choosing your your profession over your family and over your, your, your wife and kids, which is a, which is a struggle that, that the main character goes through. And, and I think dark skies is about isolation in suburbia. And I, I'm very attracted to those, you know, t- 
telling stories with those kind of under about families with those underlying themes in them, and then the scares kind of work their way organically into those stories. Yeah, and um, and and the most you know the 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 place where you talk most intimately and most truthfully is your house. So I I think not all the time, but a lot of the time we wind up mostly in people's houses because I think that's where you get the most. Uh, People, people are truest to themselves and, and truest to their own feelings, and that's where those conversations more often than not take place. Hmm. Well, with Bloomhouse and certainly with the horror cycle, you, you, you do de- be, you, you're very much kind of developing a, a particular cycle of horror movies as a producer. And I was just thinking back in terms of film history, and uh, I was wondering if you felt any kind of affinity with producers of the past who might have been associated with the horror genre, like um, Carl Lemley at, U- at Universal in the 30s or Val Luton with RKO in the 1940s. Do you feel any kind of affinity with the producers of the kind of um, old Hollywood? Well, those are, those are definitely, um, uh, I mean, I, I should hope to, to even begin to touch either one of those guys, uh, those, those guys' careers, but I do, I do, um, I do look at what they've done. You know, I do really admire what they've done. And, and we have a kind of, we have a, you know, it's, it's, it's the world is a different place now, but, but, but definitely, um, I have, uh, those people and a couple others in mind. And, um, and, uh, and as I go forward here, I, I try and try and make the right choices to, to, you know, even if I can copy their, their even if I can get a little bit of what they did, I would be very, uh, very proud of that. Well, just talking again a little bit about your role as a producer, although you kind of profess to be quite hands-off and that the company is very director-led, do you do you um, have any say in the casting or the final edit of the films? Yeah, we we have a we have a I, I have a um, we have a, a, a loud voice all through it. Yeah. But I just don't don't force the I just don't force the directors to do it. Mm. So and and I find that I find that when it, when it when it's a dialogue instead of mandates, more often than not the directors listen. Yeah. When the, when we give and again this isn't a big deal to you guys because because this is how movies are made in Europe for most for the most part. But it's not how movies are made in Hollywood. Yeah. And so so it's a new it's a new thing to make c- commercial movies with directors, but let the directors be in charge. And so we were, but we're very active. Like, you know, like I suggested Josh Hamilton, I suggested not found footage. I suggested, you know, a bunch of cuts to the movie, uh, uh, to, to shorten it down, which I, which I always do. And I joke about the directors with it, but we don't force them to do them. You know, we don't, we don't, I didn't say you have to cast Josh or you have to make these cuts. Um, we we suggest them. I make my case as to why I think it's a good idea. But ultimately, I'm the the movies are the movies that the company makes belong to the directors, and I don't lose sleep at night if the directors don't do something that I want them to do. Yeah. Well, one of the directors that you're working with at the moment, I think you may have finished a film, is Brian Bertino. Can you tell us a little bit about some of the films that you've got coming up? Yeah, we have um, the the movie um, after Dark Skies. The movie I'm I'm uh, really excited about is this movie called The Purge, yeah. which um, which comes out at the end of May. The trailer just went online uh, a couple days ago, and 
it's again, it's a, it's everything that I just described. It's a it's a it's a great scary home invasion movie, but it works on a lot of other levels about um, what if the U.S. government made murder legal for 12 hours a year. So from seven at night till seven in the morning, um, murder was legal. And this is the story of one family family that night. Uh, so I'm, I'm really excited about that. Um, uh, and then, uh, we're, we, we made the sequel to insidious and James Wan and, and Lee one out came back to do that. So we're, we're cutting that now. And that, uh, that comes out in September. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited about that. Needless to say, we have another, uh, paranormal installment, paranormal activity five comes out in October and we've tried, um, tried to, to, to kind of do, do something original and unique with it. And I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I really, really think that's going to be, I think that's going to be fun. I think people will be surprised. I think that'll be, that'll be a, uh, uh, a cool, a cool day when that comes out. So those are the, those are the kind of, um, the ones at the top of my mind at the moment that are, uh, that are coming out soon after Dark Skies. Friday Night Frights. Well, that's it for tonight's Friday Night Frights. But don't forget you can reach me via the Starburst website or on Twitter at Starburst underscore mag. Until next time, stay, stay scared. scared. You're right. You're right.